to start rioting in the streets. Was reported to have asked Putin for military support that would help him stay in power. We will make America safe again. And yes, together, we will make America great again. And ignore him. And eight more years goes by till Bernie himself finally admits to his sons, hey, I've been running a Ponzi scheme. Does its dominance mean it can use the alliance for its own ends? Since 1981, bond yields, also known as coupon rates, have just gone down and down and down. The Federal Reserve note will be your biggest financial liability. RTD Live Talk, we're live. It is Tuesday evening, the third day of the month of December. I'm excited to be back. I feel like it's been quite some time since I've done a, since I've done a live stream, which I think it's been about uh, four days, maybe five days. So that is enough time. But welcome for those that are tuning in. I appreciate you guys hanging out with me this evening. Getting started a little bit late. Had some things to take care of on the other side of this. But we are here. Looking forward to getting your thoughts on a variety of subject matter. And as you guys can tell from the very title of this live stream here, we're going to be talking about... Uh, a different form, uh, ditching the dollar, but in a different form. So I'm definitely looking forward to sharing some articles with you. Got a couple things I want to share and then also get your thoughts on what's going on around the world. And so as always, there's more news that I can cover myself. That's why it always helps to have people out there with their ears to the ground and being very attentive with their eyes on the prize. So that being the case, welcome to RT Live Talk, Detroit's number one late night YouTube talk show. My name is Mike, the host. And as always, for those that have interest in letting your voice be heard, there's a number, 313-462-0027. Give me a call and let me know what's in your mind. And then over here is a chat. For all my new viewers, feel free to acknowledge yourself. I will definitely give you a shout out and welcome you to the RTD community. And before I get into the articles I want to share with you about ditching the dollar, I figure I would just acknowledge a couple people. We have Nicholas Fleming. says, brother, remember... Us in the island, we're tuned in also. It's a global economy and a global community. Trinidad, Tobago, West Indies. Nicholas, I appreciate you. George Gammon, how you doing, my friend? I appreciate you taking time to uh, join us this evening. For those that do not know, Mr. George Gammon has a great YouTube channel, and uh, we had a chance to connect earlier, so definitely appreciate you taking time to join us. And then um, he says, wow, I didn't know country's ditching a dollar. Yeah, so I got something to share with you. We got Spirit. We got MJ Lee. We have, well, we got the pad. We got Kenneth. We got Universal Vibes. D-Bow. D-Bow. We got Ed's Rock. Sir Sergio. Alfred Prince. All right. So I appreciate everybody taking time to join me this evening. And so let me get right into the articles. And as always, if you guys have anything that you want to touch on, uh, we got California. We got Connecticut, okay. We got Al from D.C., okay. So we got Phoenix in the building. So a variety of people from all over the planet and the world. Don't want to forget the islands. And so with that being the case, I came across a couple articles I thought I would just share with you guys because once again, as you guys know, anything related to the dollar, I like to stay up uh, and in tune with it because it impacts all of us, whether you're in this country or not. It all revolves around where this thing is heading, and I think we should be informed. So got some articles here. And so typically... When you hear the words ditching the dollar or another form of just saying de-dollarization, you look at it as an outright, uh, you, usually the articles usually say Russia. And, it's, and think about this. All the, all the articles I've read that, in, that talks about ditching the dollar happen to be countries that are somewhat 
respectable, super world power type of countries where they're able to get away with the words ditching the dollar. And so all the smaller nations that either mention ditch or mention diversify or anything regards to not using a dollar, that nation tends to uh, end up with some problems. But yet we can see Russia ditching a dollar, China ditching a dollar, BRICS ditching a dollar. I mean, all those references of ditching a dollar. And so I thought about the fact that I've been mentioning this several times over the last couple of weeks. Pay attention to what governments are doing. Pay attention to what central banks are doing. Don't just listen, watch, and then do what they do. Because I believe it's our right to also mimic them in their actions as they're dumping their own fiat currencies. We too should be able to do the same thing as far as just redeeming those notes for what uh, what money really was meant to be in the form of metals and gold and silver. So that being the case, there's a new form of ditching a dollar I'm talking about this evening. And it has to do with the fact that there's a gold rush by countries and central banks to basically use their reserves of dollars or use their reserves in the foreign exchange markets and using their own currency somehow, some way. However, that works out. I'm not too technical in that sense, but using their own currencies to basically get gold. And every nation right now is on a rush to get as much gold as they can before 2020. And so here's an article that I came across that I thought would be well worth your time. Because once again, I think earlier last week, I talked about Poland uh, doing the same thing. They repatriated their goal, which is in a sense showing a lack of confidence in this current monetary system, which happens to be based upon dollars. So that's a form of ditching a dollar. And then here's an article here. And of course, the subject title is something I put together entitled in, in regards to what I'm about to talk about here. But it says Serbia and Slovakia join Eastern European gold repatriation. And so. Nowadays, because of this rush to get physical, to get into gold, the words ditching the dollar, definitely it'll catch your attention, but yet they it's not the form of ditching the dollar that it used to be where it's flat, flat out outright getting rid of dollars. Now, it's more so getting rid of all those paper claims, digital claims or whatever, and going to actually get what's physically yours. And so with this repatriation, that is a form to me of ditching the dollar because basically you're saying that the dollar, when it was sold to the world on the whole Bretton Woods aspect and prior to the Nixon situation, the dollar was good as gold. But yet with this repatriation, central bank rush for gold, it is a clear indication that gold or gold is as a far better standard of storing value in times that we're in now than anything else, especially what has been the world reserve currency for you know, almost a, a century now. And so repatriation push. So I thought I would touch on this article a little bit, get your thoughts on it. And then also there's another country that you might want to hear about as well. So it's just a few short days ago, the government of Poland repatriated, touted its economic might after completing the repatriation of a hundred tons of a barbaric, bar, barbarous relic. And with Hungary's anti-ingrant and Immigrant Prime Minister also ramping up holdings of a safe haven asset to boost the security and its uh, reserves. More Eastern European nationalists are doing the same. So just the very fact we have a gold rush right now and the United States of America has not even mentioned the words gold there. We have been told nothing about gold here in the mainland of the United States of America. And of course, it's all by design. But yet it's one of the things where they would never dare to mention the words gold, apart from what uh, Steve Mnuchin tweeted about the gold is all there. I think it was last year or something like that. 
And so the gold rush is on. And so you have when you have some very small countries that most people never even heard of or never let's know where they get know where they're located at on the map. When you have those type of countries going out and getting gold or just basically staking claim to what's already theirs, that lets me know that the dollar is already a item that's not in favor right now. This not it's not the it's not the season of the Federal Reserve note, aka dollar. Because there is a new rush, a new gold rush for people to trust in something a lot more stable. And it happens to be a chemical element from the earth known as gold and, of course, silver. So here's another little visual aid here where it talks about the world gold reserves are have spiked tremendously just this year alone in complete divergence from the U.S. Treasury Reserve. So if that's not a ditching the dollar... I'm not sure what would what would what would be. So that being the case, I'll put this article in the chat for those that might want to touch on it. And then I'm curious to get your guys' thoughts on this. This whole new form of ditching the dollar through repatriation, bringing gold back to the country, is something that a lot of people, you know, may not consider ditching the dollar because it's not outright Federal Reserve notes, but it's the confidence or lack thereof in our global monetary system that is a true indication of why these nations are doing that and of course i always mention about how they're getting prepared for something in 2020 so i would i would imagine that um there's going to be something going down real soon if not sooner than we could ever imagine so that being the case i thought i would check in and see what your guys thoughts are debo says what do you think about offshore storage of precious metals great question there and so my personal opinion so I've had a chance of, of talking to a, a lot of people that share their thoughts on the subject matter. And me personally, it, it's more so what is your game plan? And so if you are a person who are just local, if, if your lifestyle, everything about your lifestyle is more so local, you've never left the country or, you know, or, or you don't have no plans on leaving the country, then putting currency overseas in the form of a metal, in my personal opinion, may not be the best thing to do. But if you're a person who you've already spread your wings and you have different dealings in different jurisdictions, then perhaps it might be worth your while. That's just my personal opinion there, because it's, it's also the fact that if, when stuff hits the fan, if it gets as bad as a lot of people predicted it might, as far as a complete restructuring of our monetary system out of the old into something new, as far as issuance of new some some type of new digital or paper digital linked or whatever, then it's going to be a matter of what's the likelihood of you being able to actually get that gold back to you if you need it. And then if you do get it, I'm not quite sure the environment will be stable enough for you to go down to your local coin shop and say, I would like to trade out this and get that type of thing. So just my two cents. But we have a call, so I would like to take that call. Hello, caller. What's your name and where are you calling from? Mike. Tim, Tim how are you doing, my friend? You there? Yes, I am, sir. Go ahead. What's on your mind? Okay, I don't have a great connection. All right, I'm going to quiz you, okay? Okay, go ahead. Throw something at me. All right. Okay, hey, well, first I'll give you... Did you hear about the British Virgin Islands and the stablecoin equaling one USD? Yeah, I just came across that. I didn't bother to pull it up, but I can definitely go to that right now. Yeah, sure. Give me, give me your thoughts on it. 
Oh, well, it's just basically, you know, same old deal, right? Just trying to sell you into a cryptocurrency. Like, gonna, well, not, I don't mean to put down cryptocurrency, but they're going to sell us into a unlimited digital coin to replace our currency. So this is an experiment, I think, don't you? Yeah, I would agree. And so actually, I'll pull it up right here and see if I can get this on here. So I have the article here and it says British Virgin Islands announced U.S. dollar, U.S. dollar backed digital currency. And isn't it interesting that I'm talking about nations ditching the dollars or repatriating their, their gold. And here we have the British, Vir British Virgin Islands talking about backing a currency with the dollar that this, that the rest of the world is running from. Don't you find that to be very interesting? Yeah. Yeah. Not only that, but we're talking about the British Virgin Islands. That's not even their currency. <laughs> the digital economic right? symposium. Yes, a stable coin. Okay. Peg okay. one one. So now we're gonna we're gonna go deeper. Okay, we go to the homeless. Okay, you're talking about. I already knew about that where they chipped them. Yeah, that's another that's another trial. See how that goes. Yeah, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. And yep. apart from it, it, it just it's starting to make more. No, it doesn't make. It never makes sense. But I'm starting to be able to understand how <laughs> bad things really is to where. It, it, how everything, everything that's a problem that we're dealing with is a is a planned strategic event. I'm assuming for that one world push or one world movement to consolidate yeah. all power into one governing body. But it's like, man, like you know, like who would have ever thought that they would deliberately or or do things to deliberately force people into such dire needs and dire straits to where they'll be willing to. Accept that, even though everybody in the back of them, all those homeless people might know that the whole concept of the mark of the beast and all that stuff like that. But when things get tough, you, you probably tend to forget logic or you're, 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 you probably sacrifice on your beliefs a little bit. So it's unfortunate. But yet, uh, like I said in the video you're, you're earlier, dead on. that's why they're trying so to push us. That leads to, uh, yeah, that leads to two more things. Mark of the beast, right? Now, those people are under tremendous duress, mm -hmm. right? So it has to be on your forehead or your hand. Is that correct? According to the Bible, yes, it'll be on your Bible, on your yeah. body. I'm not sure exactly where. Uh, yeah. Anyway, go okay. ahead. So I think it's the forehead or your hand. So let's say your arm. People are already doing that. So <laughs> let's say let's say that you're, you're given your. This is your question, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to torture and kill your family if you don't take the mark. Ooh, Tim, you put me in a tight bind, my friend, because... Sorry, you don't have to answer that. No, and it's one of the things where, you know, and this is where I'm, I'm heading with this whole journey that I'm on and, and what I, the, the next version of the project I'm working on, it has to do with your spiritual beliefs and your faith. And when stuff hits the Absolutely. fan, you know, that type of thing you just mentioned is nothing new. It's basically persecution. And, and it, what that type of persecution boils down to, it's an attack on a person's core element of their faith which all has to do, to, in my personal opinion, with, like, I was reading uh, the, the book of Matthew the other morning, and it talks about how all those things will come about because for his name's sake. So for the very fact that people believe in Christianity and will, can hone it down to a particular name, those five letters, J-E-S-U-S, -E type, that type of thing is very real, what you're, what you're throwing out there. So... It's one of the things where between now and the time I might be confronted with that, I pray to God that I'll have the spiritual strength to make the right decision according to how he would want me to do it. And of course, you know, you can say, yeah, what, you might, you can say what you want to say, but until you put it on mark, you never know. And, 
Yeah, there is definitely. I mean, you know, you're talking to a. I was an atheist. Now that I turned into an agnostic, and now I'm like, there is a higher power because Satan's in charge. Mm. And I'm, you know, I'm like an engineer. Mm-hmm. So, hey, and you're doing a great job. One more question, I'll let you go. Yes, sir. What's the root of okay in this existence, not going to a higher power or like that? Just this existence, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What is the root of the evil that creates the homelessness, other than to do with humans? What tool is used to control humanity? Uh, very first thing that comes to my mind based upon our question is our financial system is the core yep. root of all of the economic, monetary, spiritual, physical, social, family, all those ologies, a financial system, the way it's designed and structured, I believe, has done a great job according to their plan of indebting the world <laughs> and squeezing out productivity for your average person that used to get up and just love and going to work, coming home and enjoying the rest of their day. Now you get, you go home, get off one job and typically you go to another one, which is a result of our financial system and our, and our education system. Our lack of education does not talk to in the schools and then the financial system. Those two right there are the reason why most people are asleep at the wheel and we're all headed down right, a very uncomfortable it, path. So, but, but it would not have been possible without the financial system. Yes, but I, uh, I mean, I'm sure it goes deeper. It goes deeper, but just off the top of my head, well, according to the answer, I want to give you that for that question. I thought I had to do, man. But I appreciate it, Tim, as always, for calling in, buddy. Okay, you have a great night, all right? Yep, thank you. Okay. Yeah, man, good stuff as always. Good stuff as always. Tim always throws out a curveball. I appreciate it. And so, as always, let me check back in the chat. Any thoughts or questions, highlight at Rethinking a Dollar. I'll definitely share my two cents. Or you can just ask it to the community, and they'll answer it for you. And I see a super chat out there, and I'm definitely going to acknowledge that. And so we got uh, Fed, rate, Fed rate. My English is bad today. Fed rate decision on the 11th. Future contract closes on the 19th. Trump closing the door to China. China defaulting on bonds. Hang on to your hat. Long way to 2021 yet. Yeah, Pat, man, you stay on top of yours. That's some good stuff there, man. None of that stuff, none of the decisions that come from any of the things you highlighted there will be favorable directly for us. It's only a matter of will those decisions kick the can down the road a little bit longer and and or will it buy the, the, the powers that be a little bit more time to try to strategize and bring this thing down for a smooth landing like, they're, they, like they would prefer to do. So we will see how that pans out. But let me make sure I got and make sure I got my stuff on the screen because I can't see myself. And so let's keep the party moving right away. Uh, what else we got going on here? Barbara's relic can't believe zero hedge quoted Keynes. Yeah, George, they were clearly joking. So whoever that Tyler Durden guy is, he's uh, very good at using sarcasm. <laughs> so yeah, he was he was conning that one. Justin March, I appreciate that one dollar offering to the channel, my friend. Thank you. Pat says 113 million ounces of silver were nationalized pursuant to Executive Order 6814. An additional 1.3 billion ounces of silver were purchased under the Silver Purchase Act of 1934. Man, Pat, you're just throwing out all types of stats tonight. You, you, what you got? You got the encyclopedia open, or you just put it all up here and it comes out naturally. Some good information there, my friend. So the, the fact that you threw out 112 million 937,925, <laughs> the chance of that coming off the top of your brain, <laughs> if if it if it did, you're a bad boy. But if you looked it up, 
that's okay. We all we all typically do. Uh, what else we got here? It says government has created a dependency culture. Fed has control contributed greatly, very much so. So George, that's a great point. And I always talked about I talked about this before, where just how the government has become dependent upon the current monetary structure, and it all started with, of course, Woodrow Wilson, who happened to be, to my knowledge, a college professor turned president. At, at, at a very interesting time <laughs> where the powers that be was trying to get through the Aldrich bill by Senator Aldrich, which was a direct <sighs> correlation and timing and concoction with the central or with the gut, with the, with the commercial banks of the day and age. And all of a sudden here we are a hundred and what is it? A hundred and almost 17 years later, things are coming to a, to a, to a standstill and I would imagine that J.P. Morgan, the banker himself, when when the whole idea of central banking came about, or the idea of implementing the third central bank in the U.S., they would have never imagined that they would have got 100 years out of their model of fractional reserve lending and practice, as well as just becoming the crutch and the support base for the federal government, for the national government of the United States of America. Wow. Interesting. What else we got here? It says cut and paste. What? Oh, oh, cut and paste. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> Question says here that we'll have a nice run in precious metals for the next few months, followed by a massive decline. What do you think about trading in and trading out? Master administrator. Uh, my personal opinion there is I, I, I'm not too knowledgeable to the trading aspects. I don't trade. I don't because for me personally, it's not about profiting off of this type of thing. It's more so about wealth preservation. And so there's other things that you can use to you know, maneuver with, strategize, and stuff like that. But when it comes to getting in, getting out, I, I wouldn't know where to begin. I don't know. I don't get out of nothing. Because you know me, I have a long game mentality of like whatever it is I buy in the form of an ounce here and there. I would prefer to sit on it until hope, hoping I don't need it. And Laura Willen be able to pass it on to my kids' kids, creating some type of generational transfer within my own household is what I would like to do. So, but we have a call. Let's find out what uh, this call is all about. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Yeah, my name is Alan. I'm calling from North Carolina. Alan from North Carolina. How you doing, my friend? What's on your mind? Yes, um, I'm kind of I'm kind of new to all this. So I just um, I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about the bail-ins. Like, how does that work? Um, because I went to the uh, bank the other day, and they say your money is secured. And um, to spoke to the bank president, and they said that you know, yeah, yes, insured, you know, through the FDIC, and so your money is really secure. So, can you just maybe explain a little bit about bail-ins, um, if that's true, and how can I explain that to them? Okay. Uh, so, so I can. So if you could, so if you could just basically explain it to me in terms that I can understand. Yeah. Um. So I could explain it to other people. Okay. Also. Sounds good. I appreciate the call. So I'll answer off. I'll answer it off the air, off the phone, and then I'll just share it with the audience. So I appreciate you calling, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Great question there. Great question. And so once again, the bail-in concept. Uh. According to what the events that took place after and during after the great financial crisis, it was a matter of 
there's there's several videos out there that I've posted throughout the years showing how close we were according to the 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 the, the people who control our monetary system, people in the treasury, all the all the higher ups, all the people in the know reference to how we were close to having a seizure of our of the credit market uh, based upon the fact that there would have been a run in the money markets or there was a run in the money markets. I'm sorry, where people were saying that due to the collapse of one bank and the potential threat of it becoming more of a contagion style event, there was panic in the market. People started withdrawing funds out of their accounts at an alarming amount. I want to say, I remember watching a video recently of about 300 billion, or it was some something in the hundred billions overnight to where I, I forgot who the person was. They were saying that if, you know, if there wasn't any intervention right away within a short period of time, there will be a complete meltdown of our monetary system as we know it type of thing. And so as a result of that, uh, I forgot who the gentleman was offhand. We had to go to before Congress asking for help. So the federal government was needed in order to bail things out because then we had the trickle, the, the ripple effect. We had the automotive sector. We had all the, the bankruptcies and the threats of bankruptcy starting to pile up to where government passed all types of legislation. It was a TARP bill. And then the central bank, Federal Reserve themselves, got involved issuing quantitative easing which was basically a way to bail out the banking sector who was possessed who possessed to still to this day things that are labeled assets such as mortgage-backed securities as well as um what else i'm drawing a blank now but mortgage-backed securities primarily which was all that subprime lending that caught up to them and so with without them losing their shirt plus everything else they needed some liquidity, and so the Federal Reserve purchased all those things to the tune of, was it $50 billion a month or something like that during that QE process? So the bail-in process was simply the government and the central bank needing to get involved and in providing liquidity because there was a moment where there was a lack of confidence. So to keep people from running to the actual banks themselves withdrawing from their savings and checkings, FDIC stepped up and went raised it from 100 thousand dollars insurance up into two hundred and fifty thousand dollars of fdic insurance which basically was meant to calm down the idea that your money was okay that there was no need to run down to the bank to get it but according to fdic if you look at their balance sheet and some of their financial statements they're only probably in possession of say 60 billion dollars or something well less than a trillion for sure of actual insurance capital in case there was a systemic event. So the FDIC personally is not able to, to really, really pay off every single depositor in the United States of America itself. So basically it was an intervention by the government and the central bank to keep calm the market, calm the markets and to calm your average saver and investor so that they wouldn't run to the bank. And so they made all types of promises. And since then, and in doing so, they dropped the rates to basically zero and which basically made borrowing costs a lot cheaper, which has increased the debt even more. So the problem that existed then is well over 10 times worse. So hopefully that little quick synopsis was something to work with. But I would say, let me see who I can point you in the direction of, uh, let me see, Mike Maloney from goldandsilver.com does a great job explaining that and the hidden secrets of money gives you a good thorough understanding of how all that works in detail. 
So I would recommend uh, Googling Michael uh, Maloney or Hidden Secrets of Money. You'll definitely be educated thoroughly with that because it's like an animated cartoon series. So appreciate you calling, my friend. Hope that was of help to you somewhat. So what else we got here? Uh, let me see. Any other thoughts or comments? Nope, do, 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 do. Let me see here. Cut and paste. All right. So as I promised, so the ditching the dollar concept is the new form of central banks rushing to go by simply repatriating what they claim is theirs and what is actually theirs. Collateral debt obligations. Yeah, there you go, man. George, I appreciate you. <laughs> so, yeah, so George is doing a great job of informing us and giving us the down to the nitty gritty details. Appreciate that. So let me get to the next article that I want to share. And so I said three countries. And so this is the third, which I thought was very interesting because it's not outright ditching, but it's more so a slow and progressive acquiring of real money. And so here we have from Asia. Let me make sure you guys can see that. So there we go. So from Asia and Pacific, it says Mongolia Central Bank buys 14.4 tons of gold in first 11 months this year. And so what's interesting about this is whenever I see the word central bank and then followed by the words buys. So central banks are entities that, to be quite frank, are relatively they're, they're private institutions. They're owned by, you know, the elite of the elite. You know, their shareholders, their shareholders through their commercial banks locally. That's how the Federal Reserve is modeled anyway, with the twelve different branches. But what 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 catches me by surprise surprise when I see the word central bank and then buys, and so central bank has nothing to its name apart from the authority by the government to act on behalf of the nation in regards to the national currency and all the intricate details of the elasticity of the currency with the interest rates and all that stuff. So, but when a central bank can buy something from nothing, they are basically able to either with their own currency they can create and somehow some way spin it off as being legal or they can use that same currency to probably acquire dollars or use their current dollars, their, use their current dollars on reserves. Because mind you, every government around this planet has to have Federal Reserve notes in their reserves as a part of just international orders, what you have to do. So whether or not they created their own or they use Federal Reserve notes to buy 14.4 tons of gold in the first 11 months this year, that lets me know that there is a definite demand amongst central banks and governments for some reason. Now, the question would be, what do they see coming that your average person on the street has no clue about? And so then that goes back into my thoughts of the rush before 2020. So every central bank government, I you know so this will not be the last article I share with you before the end of this year about a government, a central bank or somebody that's up there in power somewhere on this planet and it and there being a headline something goes something and what's interesting is not one of these articles i've ever read about this gold rush happens to be a silver rush so if nations are running towards gold and then we know that there's a a very heavy position that jp morgan chase is sitting on how come we don't see the word silver in the headlines on these mainstream articles and so it's 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 one of the things where there's no way in the world gold, silver is not included and it's just not for gold. Because I would imagine the nations that are not able to acquire 
tonnage in this magnitude would be able to acquire a small amount of silver if it was available to them because it has the same properties and will be probably of even more value given the fact that this gold they're buying going to sit in vaults probably for the next 10, 20 years as this, thing, as this monetary system transitions where any silver that's in your vault or somewhere near the surface will need to be used for industrial purposes, which will make it of greater demand. Therefore, the price hopefully will reflect that one day. And of course, a lot of people will be relatively happier, but I'm not sure you're going to be 100% satisfied if the world around you is no longer stable. And if your price go, of your metals go up, but yet the world is unstable, I'm not sure how that'll play out because we've never experienced anything like that in the developed world or in this day and age. So, But I thought I would share this article here. Mongolia, this year, they've gotten very heavy leading up to the end of this year. And I would imagine that once that whole Basel III situation unfolded, which was in April, I believe, and then with Europe just not long ago referencing that they'll no longer, um, uh, what was it? They, something about, I forgot what it was, something about gold and that they will never, they will no longer, ah, I'm drawing, I'm drawing blanks today. It's been a long day. Anyway, low blood pressure says, Mike, you think the COMEX or LBMA will ever be shut down? Ah, low blood pressure. No way of knowing, but my first thought based upon that question is no. What I think will happen is the COMEX and LBMA will ultimately transition into whatever digital coin or token the world uh, is willing to accept that is redeemable for or backed by or I think the next thing that they're going to try to do is to sell the very idea of the blockchain. They're going to announce some type of blockchain, probably even say it's going to be a public ledger where you can view the transactions to try to instill confidence. So I can see them going solely digital outside of what they're already doing now, but yet utilizing tokens and coins or something like that attached to whatever commodity that uh, will be traded on those platforms so that's the whole tokenization of commodities that's coming. And I would imagine a COMEX and LBMA will definitely be leading the charge if they're allowed to. Because as of right now, I don't see, I don't think of, I can't think of any governing bodies or institutions in general that would challenge their continuation of their authority into the whatever next round we're going to be in, in, entered into. So that's just my two cents there. But Nathaniel Singleton says, how much palladium and platinum should I hold? Nathaniel, great question. I personally, of course, not able to give advice or anything of that nature. Just as just one man's opinion, but it's more so according to whatever you feel comfortable with and whatever your risk tolerance might be for those metals, as well as anything else we talk about here. So, you know, once you're educated, you understand the, the value of it and you're able to formulate some type of strategy that works best for you and your household then, you know, whatever you feel comfortable with is ultimately the right answer, I believe. Who owns what the Fed buys? Scuba Duba. Who owns what the Fed buys? Who owns what the Fed buys? So in, in regards to the whole repo market aspect, um, those are just treasuries, mortgage-backed securities. They're, they're buying up basically the same thing they were buying or lending for. They're lending, for the, they're lending and taking as collateral the very same thing they bought during the great financial crisis when they were <laughs> bailing out the banking system and governments and everybody else. But now it's called lending, supposedly. 
but it's up to like 300 something million or 300 something billion dollars a night or something. And so once, once it, once it came about in September, at that point I was like, yeah, it's, 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 it's official. There's no unwinding that. And that all has a lot to do with the whole LIBOR situation and the lack of trust in amongst banks to, to probably grow into that SOFR, SOFR, which is supposed to be the new lending. And so that SOFR, if that doesn't work heading into 2020, the Federal Reserve will be in the game of lending, which they're not really lending because I'm pretty more confident they, they're giving the cash, calling it a loan because they can get away from it, get away with it because nobody will challenge them. So um, what else we got here in the chat? Any other thoughts out here? And so as always, won't be long, about to get ready to dial back. Got a couple more things to take care of this evening. And then I go from there. But other than that, got a lot of exciting things coming. Um, I'm got a lot of exciting things coming. Be on the lookout. And so as always, as you guys have always, or as I've been talking about lately, trying to get away from just focusing solely on the problems because they're everywhere. I can go find articles anytime I want on any problem out there. But you won't be able to go find articles on the, on the solution that I believe uh, will allow us to rise above all this nonsense. And of course, it has to do with the spiritual elements of life and and your personal faith, because in this next decade, you will be challenged if you're not being challenged already. And I think it'll be worth your while to be standing on a rock as opposed to anything else that will be hmm, probably blown away. Says Mike, why hasn't inflation hit yet? Um, Great question. Inflation or hyperinflation hasn't hit yet in the USA because there's more notes outside this country than there is inside. And at this current moment, I think the Federal Reserve can get away with probably printing a couple more trillion. And so one thing, the word trillion is very interesting because we can't really fathom personally what would a, what would a trillion dollars look like in front of you apart from the little infographics we see. But my personal opinion is that the Federal Reserve will try to squeak out as much currency as they can. And so this repo market is a direct need according to what we're being told for the commercial banks and the other financial institutions that are short on cash and Q4 is coming to an end. And so if they needed cash for Q3 because of a lack of whatever, whatever, they're going to need the same thing for Q4. But yet now they've extended the lending period to 42 days and next is going to be a year. And so people are going to keep rolling that stuff over. So hyperinflation is not, it could be a couple years away because I believe that the derivatives market, which is how many other, how many countless quadrillion, I don't know. I believe that the Federal Reserve, with the world's approval, could probably try to monetize enough currency to pump into the back doors of all those involved with the derivatives to keep them things from failing to where the derivatives markets could probably be, I can't, I can't. Because the money will have to leak out some currency will have to leak out somewhere. But I, I see the Federal Reserve directly propping up the banks now like they're doing with the repo markets. But then eventually I did an article last week about how Deutsche Bank are, is, are they're definitely a recipient of this repo action over here. So I can see them trying to squeak out a couple more trillion and probably being able to touch a quadrillion in circulation or or in the markets before it actually hits the streets where it's on good and services somehow, some way, but I'll talk about that in a minute. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, Mr. Mike, this is uh, Tim from Wisconsin. Tim from Wisconsin. How you doing this evening? My, what's on your mind? I'm, I'm 
I'm doing good. My my, my thoughts are that um, with this with with the uh, news, the way things are going, they're all on the same page. Whether it's local or, or nationwide, they they want to you know not talk about other things and pick up other things. Mm-hmm. Look this way, but not the other way. And they're all on the same page. How are they all on the same page? I mean, do they get a an email, you know, saying, well, this is what you have to do, you know? Yeah. No, great question. And the reason they're all on the same page is because they all probably take orders from the same entities. But yet also think about they have all their, their meetings. So central banks have, they have Jackson Hole, where all central banks come together to discuss policy. They got all those economic forums. They got Bilderberg. They got... All those elite clubs, they got the economic, uh, was it, the foreign relations in New York. And so they got all those clubs that they're all members of, and they meet up frequently, and then they probably own the same email chain. And I wouldn't even doubt they're all on the same text chain as well. So but they, they have to coordinate how they're going to try to work this out because this is not just an isolated event like it was similar or kind of for, over the last recessions and panics and stuff. This what's going on now is all happening at the same time, so everybody is on guard. Okay. So well, what I find interesting is, I mean, to do this, they're bringing thousands of people that are doing a job, and they're and they're making all these thousands of people corrupt. You know, shouldn't shouldn't uh, shouldn't somebody some people start jumping ship and say, listen, this is this is you know, I want to be a, a news news reporter, but this is what I'm told to do. See the problem with that is, is that is that once your life, once your livelihood is dependent upon a paycheck, and your in your primary, and your in your when your when your job asks you to do certain things that you might question, you get, most people go back to who's feeding me, who's who's the one putting money in my account in my pocket, and at that point it's like okay, I got to do my job. So people have come come to the point where they, they whether choose their job or anything else over anything else over anything else because their livelihood. So once you've established a comfortable lifestyle like we have in the U.S. here where you got two or three cars, you got all the toys and everything you want, the chance of you doing something to, dis- to disrupt that might not be too high. So... <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. So money's the bottom line then. Like- and, 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 that's, and that has... That's a blessing... To have had the privilege of living in this country under this system for so long, but it's also the curse because we've become complacent and very uh, dumbed down to where when we recognize change, it's going to be hard to make that change, especially if everything, all your comforts are based upon those issues we're talking about. You you won't initiate change unless it's forced upon you or you have to, unfortunately. And I think most people will wait until they have to, as opposed to initiate it in the way we we're talking about here. Wow. All right. Well, you're doing a great job, and yeah, thanks a lot. Appreciate you, my friend. Thanks for calling in. Okay. All right. Have a good one. Great, great, great stuff there, man. Great call. Appreciate that. And so we get ready to dial back, we're approaching our 40 minute mark. And so want to get your last thoughts, any last callers out there, and we'll dial back for this evening. Tomorrow, uh, got a couple things rolling out tomorrow. Got a great interview. Uh, with one of the gentlemen joining us in the chat here, Mr. George Gammon. So if you guys haven't, make sure you go uh, check him out on YouTube. Does a great job educating people. And uh, got that interview out tomorrow. Also, this little picture right here, RTD Silver Coin is still available. 
but I'm up in the game a little bit. So make sure you guys pay, stay tuned for tomorrow. I got, let me see, I got, you know, so I, what the best, the best part about being in this little space here is that as I learn, it further encourages me to do, to practice what I preach. And so <laughs> one of the things I preach is definitely making sure, as this sign says right here, where is it at? Get your weight up. As it says here, get your weight up. And so it's one of the things where when you know what real money is, it makes it hard to do anything but do what's real. So got a couple of things coming out that I definitely I'm, I'm excited about. So I'm hoping it'll be a blessing to you as well. So that being the case, don't see any thoughts out here. It says, actually, it's better to get the money you have and use it instead of worrying about preserving all money is a controlled in all money is a controlled in which workers great point there and so when i refer to money and the current way the system is that's the way we've all or not we all but that's the way the system has designed for us to think about money and so it's the it's it's basically it's you it's all the things you need in life and in between is currency. It's what we use to get what we need in life. So we work, we do, we invest, we invest, we do all this stuff of energy, skills, and whatever. We need a house, we need water, food, clothing. How do you get that stuff? It's that inter intermediary, mediary, intermediary medium of exchange that we use to get that done. And it happens to be right now dollars. And in Argentina's pesos and in um, Iceland is Coronas, and so in Argentina is Peso. So everywhere has its own national currency, but as we see, they're all not created equal. Some of them are doing a lot worse than the Federal Reserve note. So we are in a very privileged position to be able to get a few more items at a cheaper cost than the rest of the world for the time being. But we are not immune to the world's issues in no way or form or fashion. So our time will come, I believe. Says Mike, you think money changers at temples were original forex traders? <laughs> um, blow blood pressure. They could have been, could have been. I'm not sure. Um, apart from the tax collectors and all those people referencing the Bible, I don't know what the what the daily transactions were like. But definitely, if there's a way to scam the people and take a profit off top, <laughs> I would imagine they were doing it in the temple. So. Uh, Cause he called him a house of viper and thieves and all types of th all types of terminology, which was basically Jesus cussed them out in a, in a good sense, I guess. Uh, Epper 1875 says, check out Mark leaving for real vision. Great uh, format. Thanks for doing live format. Epper, I appreciate you. My friend says, if you can't own land, money is worthless. Witcher works. Great point there. So basically one of the things I talk about is the importance of understanding what God has given us and he's given us dominion over the earth itself. And when that came about, there was nothing on top of it. everything was in it. So to this day, that still remains true. Having land and then having mineral rights and everything underneath would probably be the greatest wealth you can have. And if you own what's on top, technically you probably don't own it because you pay taxes and your government can take it from you. So yeah, probably owning what's in the earth and keeping it down there unless you got rights and all that good stuff like that might be worth your while. Uh, Debo says, Mike, you selling the coin? Is it on your site? Uh, so yeah, the link to this RTD one ounce silver coin is beneath this video here, and it's uh hosted on one of my channel sponsors or affiliates rather, which is uh SD Bullion. So SD Bullion is hosting it for me, so all that all that information is there. But I have something rolling out 
real soon. You'll hear, you'll hear about it tomorrow. And I, I think you'll like that as well. Water rights. Man, elbow. I would love to have some water rights. Anybody out there own water rights, know how to get some or know how to participate in that type of activity, reach out to me. I'm definitely curious. But with that being the case, I'm ranting too much. So that means that it's time to dial back. So as always, everybody's been great hanging out. I appreciate all the people chiming in the chat and all the calls. As always, all the information you need, all the opportunities you need. You got cash, gold. We got gold. We got silver. My four steps to waking up to this monetary matrix. Here's one, two, three here. The fourth one, check it out. It's an opportunity because everybody in this next decade, believe it or not, as I said before, you're going to be you're going to be forced to become an affiliatepreneur where you're going to have to actually get out and er, get out and work for yourself in some form of fashion if you plan on withstanding this monetary shift as employment the way we've known it comes to an end. So with that being the case, I'm done for this evening. If you guys have enjoyed this, don't be afraid to donate a thumbs up to the channel. Just hit that button right beneath this video here. And if you did not enjoy the channel or the live stream, do for whatever reason, you're entitled to that. Don't be afraid to hit the thumbs down button. Either way, you got to do something. I appreciate your efforts. And as always, if you guys want to be a blessing to the channel, to elevate the channel a little bit more before I can produce greater content, as well as provide you guys service through special deals or whatnot from all the things that's coming, top corner there, Patreon. Become a Patreon member. And if we have any people who are savvy with the technology side and want to uh, join me for a co-hosting stream, feel free to do so. Just check the Patreon link below. And that's it. I'm winded. I'm tired. It's 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 late night here. It's almost 11 o'clock. Uh, but it's been great, great hanging out. Everybody be good. Be blessed. Be safe. I will see you guys later. And then stay tuned for this last little bit, little message right here. Have a good evening. Hey there. Sorry for this interruption, but I wanted to bring something to your attention. If you've been enjoying this live stream, why don't you partner with me and be a support to the channel via Patreon membership for just a minimum of $5 a month. All you have to do is scroll down beneath this video here, click the Patreon link, then consider donating as little as $5 a month toward the channel. A little bit of crumbs can go a long way, and I appreciate your support. Now, let's get back to this live stream.